Forward Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, happy day. The sun is shining. Birds are chirping. Cows are mooing, as you just heard. Ah, there's a new show in town. This is exciting. It's like an intro. <laughs> Tchaikovsky, using free music, so I don't have to spend any money for it. Here are the triplets. Love those triplets. Everybody loves triplets. Unless you're giving birth to them. <laughs> then maybe not so much. Okay, man. Excited to get this going. I'm excited. Here comes the big ending. Yeah. Uh. exciting it's getting bigger it's getting bigger it's getting bigger <laughs> don't be naughty Joe. why not it's my shark yeah come on now good morning afternoon evening wherever you are my name is joseph valla i am a member of the groove machine also i've sung the national anthem for you a few times and this is the initial Center Forward Podcast. You can only do something first once, right? Really exciting. This is a brand new show. The content will be including Louisville City, Racing Louisville, uh, local Louisville stuff going on besides the professional teams, and also national content, men's, women's team. Uh, and if I'm uh, if I'm suffering from hemorrhoids, maybe I'll talk about the MLS a little bit. Okay, but that, which probably won't happen a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's okay. Um, there is going to be other people involved in this show. Uh, we just I want to get the initial format down first, and let's get that done. And then um, once we do that, I've already talked to a couple of people that said they definitely want to be a part of it, and I'm hoping that they will. Schedule has a lot to do with it, right? That's why we're not doing a live video show like we did with Beats, Balls, and Bourbons. Encourage you to go back and look at some of those. I went back and looked at them, and there's a lot of fun stuff in there. And, um, it's just, it's so hard to get people's schedules together. Just be like, you got to be on from between seven 30 and nine o'clock on Thursday night. Um, so this audio only version, we can edit it. We can do whatever and uh, put it together during the week and give you a show that you're going to enjoy. It's hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun, but also a, a lot of solid content. And also we're going to be handling, we're going to be tackling a couple tough things as well. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's get into the content. Okay. Let's begin with Louisville city. Uh, a 1-1 draw in the rarefied air <laughs> of Colorado Springs. Uh, a mile high in the air. Over. Man, there's 6,000 feet above sea level. We're only like 450. Hard to believe that people in Colorado are higher than we are. <laughs> Whatever. And <laughs> it was a Friday night slash Saturday morning game, depending on the uh, time zone that you were in. Crazy. So, the idea behind this segment, obviously, is to talk about the game let's do it in two segments. First is going to be our super quick lightning review. And you only do a lightning review. We're going to call for now five things. If you have some music. (laughs) Little William Tell. It's all about overtures. Here we go. Five things about the Louisville City draw with Colorado Springs. Number one, or number five, actually, weather delays are literally the worst thing ever. I don't know why they get so bad at them. How do you feel about that? Do you get pissed? I get pissed. I don't know why. I mean, you don't want people playing in lightning. You want people to be safe. And I don't know how all this lightning in Colorado. I mean, come on now. I thought they had, like, better weather or something. But anyway, they got through it. 
Started the game super late, but hey, better safe than sorry. I still get pissed off at them. Thank God I didn't start drinking before then. Number four, Captain Niall McCabe. Isn't it great to see him captain this team? Been here for seven years. Uh, we've, met, for lack of a better cliche, we've seen him grow up right before our eyes. Well, we kind of have. And uh, he is a character on the field, uh, tremendous presence. We're going to have a wall of honor someday. First three names on it have to be Wayne Estopinall, James O'Connor, and Niall. Great job, young man. Uh, number three, this team is deep. That one substitution later in the game will tell you everything we need to know. They brought in Paulo Del Piccolo, Jorge Gonzalez, who we're going to talk about, and Antoine Hopino. I mean, this is for this league. That's a lot. That's a lot of talent to be bringing in off the bench to not even start a game. So that's pretty awesome to see, and I think that we're going to need them desperately as this season goes on to make the run that we want to see them make. Getting to number two, setting the stage for Jorge Gonzalez. I'm ready to see this guy. Man, the electricity that you feel when he's going. You know, because he was injured and you didn't get the opportunity to see him early. And we talk about Jorge leaving. He's probably only going to be here a year or two because he's here on loan from Portland. But man, he, a positive play, a lot of energy. We're not going to make a run at the championship, a real run without this guy. I don't believe that. And I think we're going to need him uh, because of his scoring prowess. And then, last but not least, number one, as Joe Go goes, we go goes. One could say we got the beat even when he's out there. See what I did? <laughs> Man, he's, he's, he's the difference maker. He's the one guy who can't do anything without. He, we need him out there uh, this season, and especially with Oscar being hurt. So, man, he did a tremendous job again on the assist on the goal. And uh, it's just wonderful to see him involved. All in all, I thought a positive result, considering the travel and the late starts and, and mountain goats and <laughs> whatever else they have in Colorado Springs. Probably a lot of dope. Anyway, this was awesome. This is the five things... And then before we stop, we have to get to the big pause. There you go. 1-1 <laughs> one, one draw. Well done. Uh, all in all, I know it's giving up that goal late was disappointing, but I, it is what it is. Uh, a point on the road against a tough team. Talk about that in a second. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, man. Three minutes of five things. Well, I don't know what to name that. Anyway. Ooh, there's more music. I don't want more music. We're going to play Convoy. <laughs> Joe, do a better job. Um, anyway, the weather delay is really weird. I, I don't know um, why I get so angry at them. I mean, literally, like, you know, my fist was clenching. I was like, no, you can't do this. Do you all feel that way, too? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right, I want to clarify something. I got on Twitter, not Twitter, not, not Twitter, uh, Facebook, and um, about the Hope and O foul and his yellow card. And I want to clarify something. I said, you know, I'm kind of over it. And this is what I mean. Um, I love, first of all, I love his intensity. I'm a huge fan of his. That goal that he scored in Indy is about as exciting a moment I've ever seen, uh, experienced personally uh, at a professional sporting event. I know there, a couple of them have been Louisville's, but that was such a crazy moment. And I wasn't in the stands for it. I'll tell you about that some other time. Uh, can't talk about that right now. But... Um, Look, I love his intensity. I love the flair he brings. Um, a lot of pace, you know, attacking mindset. Um, but here's what I'm talking about here. Think about this. Now, I've done uh, a lot of officiating of my own nationally, doing performance art stuff for the better part of 20 years, even though I'm retired from it. I could tell you something. All the judges talk to each other. All the officials talk to each other. I guarantee you, they're talking to each other, and it feels like 
the last two or three weeks, the, the, the amount that they're going to take from him challenging them has gone down. I don't know if you feel that way. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Maybe I'm, I'm completely uh, mischaracterizing this. But I'm afraid that we're going to get to an important moment in an important match. And some official from pro referees, Maron, is going to uh, want to make his bones, right? And he's going to, all the conversation that I'm sure is going on. Folks, officials talk to each other all the time about everything. So they're talking about players. I look, when I was judging, you know, I talked to judges. Oh, man, you should have seen at the meeting. This one, this one uh, director was a real jerk, blah, blah, blah. So you're ready for it, which means you might have like some sort of preconceived notion. I'm afraid he's going to get rung up for something way less than he's done already because somebody's ready for it. Does that make any sense? I'm, I'm worried about that, and I'd hate to see that happen. So that's what I meant by that. Um, I'm a huge fan of this guy and, and I, he's funny. He's very, um, he has a very outgoing personality and I know they all have aspirations to move on to, uh, uh, to other levels, which everybody should, but if he doesn't and he's here another six, seven years, I'm good with that. I have absolutely no problem with that. Uh, I was really impressed with Colorado. I don't know about you all, but I forgot how good of a coach Brendan Burke is, you know, he coached, uh, Bethlehem steel. And, um, if you're the coach of a two team, I mean, you're dealing with distractions and issues that coaches of independent teams absolutely do not have to deal with. He had no control of that roster. He had no control of anything that was being done. I'll give you an example. We went, uh, Some I know that some of us were there, and, and I, w- I saw them there in two games. And the one in 2017, uh, it was a 3-1 win for us. But he was forced to start Maurice Adu, if you remember him. Um, who had a lot of great years with, with uh, Rangers. And um, he was forced to start him for, uh, for a rehab start. So anyway, he's out there. They looked awful. Louisville scored twice. And uh, then they, they, they sub him out after 30 minutes because his rehab start is over. And then they brought, I forget who they brought in. But they looked great after that. I mean, we scored a goal late, but they scored. And I would say between the 30th minute and like the 80th minute of the game, they were by far the better team. And uh, he's dealt with a lot. And now with this Colorado team, I was really impressed with them. They have a lot of attack and power up front. Um, changing the field on passes. I don't know if you go back and watch it. <laughs> Holy crap. There was some great stuff going on. Um, they just couldn't finish. Uh, they they lack some creativity at the end. And that's all I'm going to say about the game. Or is that all I'm going to say? Do I have any more notes that I absolutely want to bring out? Probably not. But here's the thing. I'm going to be bringing in Joey Cecil to help me out with this part of the show in the future. Joey is a wonderful guy, and uh, he's very knowledgeable, um, and I'm looking forward to having him as a resource. And I, like I said, we talked about, I'm not sure exactly how much he's going to do, or he can co-host, whatever he wants to do, whatever he feels comfortable doing, and then however we can work out the technology. But I'm looking forward to adding him to give you the insight that I can't. And um, all in all, look, a point on the road against what I thought was a pretty darn good team. So and that's that's that. Although another game coming up, if this is dropping on Wednesday, would it should a game tonight against the former Swope Park Rangers, uh, currently sporting Kansas City two, another crappy two team. And no, we're not big fans of two teams, <laughs> but we're going to get into USL stuff. There was a, a, a some big happenings this week, this last week, and definitely want to get into that some. And normally, we'd probably do it after the Louisville City stuff, but let's get into some racing things real quick. Um, I am a new consumer to 
what goes on on the field in NWSL. Um, I've followed the international game for a while, but in, in the NWSL stuff, because I was never in a city that had a team, you know, I just, I never really followed it. So um, what I want to do is become more versed in the players and the culture before I really get into any serious content. I don't think that's fair to them. I don't think it's fair at all. Um, I liken that to uh, Stephen A. Smith trying to talk about MMA. I mean, the guy's never thrown a punch. He's never not done anything. And, you know, apparently he's he said some pretty dumb stuff, and, and a lot of people that are in that world really don't like it. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to be condescending, but I don't, and I, I just, it's, I want to be comfortable talking about it before we really get into it. Once again, looking forward to adding people in that are deeply immersed in it to get us through this. Um, and as time goes on, hopefully become versed enough where I can really dig in. Um, <clears throat> we'll say this, the, you know, the league does have some unique challenges and when having a, which, what will be a 12 team league on a continent where you spread across 3000 miles is a unique challenge. I mean, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the old, the last iteration of NDA, NASL, although this league looks like it's much well, much better managed than, than that disaster was. And, uh, looking forward to seeing it to t- continue to grow. Um, I will say this, uh, it looks like they've built a foundation. I think this is fair enough to say that they've built a foundation to succeed. Yeah, they're going to have troubles um, as an expansion franchise. If you follow professional sports at all on any level, anywhere, go back over the last 45, 50 years of brand new sports franchises in first division leagues. I mean, a lot of them really struggle. It takes time to build something. But here's the thing. They're building a foundation. You've got the academy. You've got who appears to be a very solid coach in Holly. Uh, I know that James O'Connor has done a lot of work from his end in his role to help get this thing rolling. Um, and as and it, with, with Nadia Nadim, and if you follow the international game at all, I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, she's had some business. You know, she's done some great work. And, and her, her life story is amazing. It really is amazing. Um, having her here as the final pace for this group of people, let's give it a couple more weeks. Let's let them work together and figure each other out. It, and even a couple weeks. I mean, come on. You know, it takes time. <laughs> you know, maybe we were a little bit spoiled with Louisville City success. I'm talking about me. Okay, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you don't. You know, Louisville City came in when we barely had a Division Three functioning seven years ago in this country. You know, and NWSL is a more organized group than... USL Division Three was back then. They have bigger cities. They have larger names from a from a marquee perspective. So it's going to be a little harder to to sort of climb that mountain. You know, sitting ninth right now. Um, thankfully, only uh, only four teams do not make the playoffs. So they're only, if I remember right, about five points back right now from a playoff spot. So we'll see what happens. Give them a few weeks. Let them work together now. Um, the, I, I could say when Shane Williams came in yesterday, I mean, she provided a real spark. Uh, there was no doubt about that. A lot of energy. Um, certainly the temperature, this oppressive temperature that anyone would suffer in. Oh my gosh, man. And uh, uh, as a side note to lead into the USL stuff, one of the things that USL is talking about is changing their, uh, season to fit what goes on in Europe, a fall to spring schedule with probably some sort of winter break in the middle. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm <laughs> like most everybody else. But I'll tell you what, you, you watched the game yesterday and, and people playing in 92 degree weather 
give me 25 in January every time. I, I, I don't know how you all feel about that. I mean, I could put layers on. <laughs> you know, uh, I can bundle up. Uh, 92 degrees, there's not much you can do. And um, I thought they handled themselves quite well. Uh, that that black uniform or that darker uh, purple, whatever color it is, uniform's got to be tough in that sun, man. Oof. But, um, you know, uh, there were some defensive breakdowns, things that you'd expect a more experienced team like Washington to exploit, and that's what they did. Uh, but I thought they handled themselves extremely well in the second half. I mean, the first half, excuse me, the, from the from about the 20th minute on or 15th minute on, they regrouped, put a lot of pressure uh, um, on their keeper. Also, uh, their their press seemed to work pretty well, um, fairly disciplined. Like I said, just one too many breakdowns uh, in, when, when play converts in, in, in the other direction. And uh, we'll see what happens. Just give them a chance. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to uh, becoming a part of the fan culture here as well because I really want them to be successful. I remember I was calling for this the first year we had a team. <laughs> and uh, it's awesome. So I wish them the very best of luck. And we'll see what happens. Getting into the USL stuff, um, huge meeting last week where Jake Edwards, um, the president of, or the CEO, whatever he calls himself, the chief, <laughs> I guess, um, outlined some very aggressive, you could use the word seismic changes uh, to get USL aligned away from the American sort of way of doing things and lining themselves up with a more traditional method that you see in Europe. Three things specifically. One of the things is pretty pretty big. We were talking about the two teams before. Cutting ties with MLS altogether. It made sense 10 years ago, I guess, because you, or eight years ago, because you needed the teams, right? Well, this league's continuing to grow. You're talking about division, a new Division One franchise in, in Queens, New York. Um, places where you would have never thought of a professional soccer team, even being at League One, which is our division, you know, which is international or our national division three, I guess. But uh, a team in Portland, Maine. Okay, I mean, we're talking about teams in places all over the country. They're building a foundation for this to become a viable, interesting, fun, intense league. Uh, it's already better than it was five years ago. The play on the field, unless. Don't take my word for it. If you if you didn't watch some of the stuff last week, some great play, with the exception of the end of the Birmingham Indianapolis game. <laughs> oh my gosh, Indianapolis went full U nine, uh, the last minute. Oh my gosh, what a disaster! But in general, this league has has taken leaps and bounds the last five years, and it's so good to see. But I think it's important to to note that the MLS teams. Being a part of this has helped buoy this up with the amount of teams that are players that are in it and teams that are in it, or we essentially would be almost in the same boat that NWSL is in or the old NASL was in, where you'd only have 20 teams, X amount of teams traveling a bunch of miles. And would you have enough teams to have a regional thing? I'm talking about five years ago. I'm not talking about now. Now I think we're going to be able to do it. That's a unique challenge, but it, you know, having that many teams leave, if that's what ends up happening at one time, if that happens, I don't know. Uh, it'll be a big impact. So uh, we'll see what happens with that promotion relegation. Something that I'm a fan of. And here's the thing of, here's the thing. When when this happens, these teams that are buying into this league now, they know that they're speculating a little bit more than if you buy into MLS because there's a chance you could get relegated. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to go full bore. Who knows? But if that becomes part of the landscape, um, it's going to 
it's going to make us a little more attractive to people who enjoy the classic version of this game, not the, the American version. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the American version if you enjoy it. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. I'm not judging. Do whatever you want. The MLS has done some good things. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the league. I don't follow the league. There's things that go on that I really detest. But they've done some good things in communities. They've built some great academies. You can't take what goes on in their academies away from them. Um, they have done some wonderful work, and they're all getting better, a lot of them that I hear about. So there's you can't you can't discount that. But not having promotion relegation has, you know, it, it just, it's too American for Europe, if that makes any sense, because that league is panned worldwide. And uh, maybe this gets us aligned a little bit more where teams can build affiliations with European squads as opposed to having to align with MLS squads. The third thing, which we just talked about, which is a little bit scary, is this fall to spring schedule. I mean, you're competing against college football. You're competing against pro football. If you're, it's a Sunday thing, depending on where you are, we won't have that problem. But that's a that's a little scary. Um, I don't know how they would pull it off. Winter break, you may be able to load up just before the break and just after the break with 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 teams in warmer climes, if you will, and extend it that way. Who knows? I don't know how. It's going to be a challenge. I'm skeptical as well, but let's keep one more thing in mind before we move on here. I remember people losing their minds, <laughs> literally, felt like, um, when the announcement was made a few years ago that the USL championship game was going to be played in Louisville at 9 o'clock on a Monday night in some freezing weather. And everybody went crazy. Remember? I mean, Twitter, it just, no. well, it's Twitter, so anyway. So people um, really got upset, and we ended up drawing 15000 So I'm not saying that's the perfect example, but it's an example. So maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm Like I said, I am skeptical. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because Edwards has done some really good work in, in, in sort of guiding the ship here and being at the rudder. This league is doing very well, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what this turns into. Also, how about a shout-out to uh, New Mexico in their own stadium? I think that's pretty awesome, too. That's what we need, folks. We don't play them, and I know uh, those people in that other world. Let's just care about Louisville. No, no. If you want Louisville to thrive, you want this league to thrive. You have to, regardless of whether it's West or East. These Western teams have gotten a lot better the last three years. A lot better. And um, a team like New Mexico, who has no MLS aspirations whatsoever, having their own stadium... I'm not sure what the size is going to be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be fairly comparable to ours. This is what this league needs. This is what we need. Someday we're going to a full schedule. I really believe that. I think that's something that's going to talk five years down the line. But once these MLS teams are removed, we're not going to be a regional league because I think that we'll have the financial support. Um, and I think we're going to be traveling to these places in the future. So at least with more frequency, maybe not like, like, you know, the NFL or any of these other leagues. But I think we're going to be doing it more. So that's a good thing. Congrats to them, and, and congrats to Edwards. Man, I'm really excited to see what this turns into. Like I said, he's uh, he's been he's been at the rudder of this thing for, 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 for a couple of years, and he's done, I think, a fantastic job. So congrats to him. Let's get into uh, international stuff. The women's team um, had, a, had a rough go the first game in the Olympics, 3-0. Uh, wasn't t- terribly stunned that they lost to Sweden. Sweden's a good team. It's just, you know, the way they were beaten down. Now, here's the thing about that. Uh, and they bounced back, you know, very casual 6-1 win in the last match, which they should be doing. That's fine. 
keep in mind this isn't a young team. Okay, when you do the when you do the math and you look at the players, the age of the players, uh, the starting average age I want to say was about thirty one in the first the starting eleven, and then it jumped up to like thirty two point five or thirty two point six with their substitutes. These are players you're talking about six, seven, eight players that in the after this next couple of years they're gone, they're done, they're not part of the cycle anymore. Who are the players coming up that are eighteen to twenty three? Do they have the same allure, the same technical skills? Do they have uh, the same um, the, the, the same personality? Because that matters. This team had a personality all its own. And let me tell you something. I want to mention this, too, to show you the esteem that I have for this team. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't to, if I didn't like it, I'd say it. What do I care? <laughs> but the uh, there's two American teams that I'm, I'm always going to have one and two. It's going to take something massive. It's the 92 Dream Team, the men's basketball team because of what they did and how they basically changed the game in the world, basketball, and the allure that they had. They took over Barcelona in 92. And then you have the the uh, the Miracle on Ice, the 1980 men's hockey team. You had to have been there if you weren't there because the 70s were such a bag of shit. It was such a tough time. And, and uh, worse than now, believe me when I tell you. And this team gave you pride again. This team made you believe again. It was just something very, very special. But I'll put this woman's team third. I got no problem with doing that. No problem with making an argument that this is the third most influential international team that we've ever had in any sport at any level. So that's how much I think this team was awesome in the last few three, three or four years, five years. But it's 14.03 on that 15-minute clock. It's time. A lot of these players are going to be moving on, and it's it's legit. And I think it's, an, I think it's fair to say, okay, let's enjoy this now. I'm not saying let's look too hard into the future, but there's a future, and that, it's coming. It's, it's, it's right there in front of us. So we'll see what happens. I still think they're going to win the tournament, and uh, and deservedly so. Um, the men's team. How about the men's team? Uh, winning against Jamaica yesterday in Gold Cup, getting to the semis. I'll tell you what. First thing is, I follow Jamaica's team, mainly because you know Speedy and Sean Francis were on it. But even a little before that, I was really into their vibe. It was a very positive, very happy vibe. Not yesterday. <laughs> Holy crap. The reggae boys, my ass. Man, they played with a chip on their shoulder that I have never seen them play with before. Excuse me, when I'm talking about never, I'm talking about the last eight years. And I'd never seen that out of this team before. It was it was overly business-like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but, they, you know, that, that, that vibe, that, that happier vibe that they had, no, forget it. <laughs> they were, man, they were just, they were just head down and going to run over everything in their path. Uh, I got a little tired of the announcer calling Devin Devin. I was like, where's his brother Speedy? <laughs> but Speedy played great last night. He really had a good match. Junior Fleming had another. He also played well last night. Good to see those old USL guys or current USL guys doing as well as they did because Jamaica has had a reliance on USL players for a long time. Our team, I'm not going to dog them for the, for the for who they have to play before they got here. That's not fair. They don't pick their roster. They, it's not like they're... <laughs> They, they were, we're in control of geography. I mean, <laughs> we're going to be playing the, 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 the smaller Caribbean islands of this world. It's, they're part of CONCACAF. I'm not going to dog them for that. I also, man, Matthew Hoppy yesterday from, uh, from Shaka. Man, what a game. If, if, you want to talk about a guy that stamped his, uh, stamped his ticket, at least to get on the bus to get a chance to compete for that national team uh, in, in the World Cup? What a fantastic performance from him yesterday. Uh, Legette, another guy um, who, like I said, I'm not an MSL consumer, so I'm, I haven't seen him play in MLS. But he showed a lot of confidence, a lot of poise, a leader. You could see now maybe why Burhalter 
wanted him so bad in this in this group of players. So good for them. Uh, Daryl DK didn't have the chance to really show his stuff yesterday, did he? Um, but also, uh, look, th- these are MLS players getting a chance to play in a knockout tournament internationally. They need it. <laughs> they need this. And it's good to see them playing against a team like, like Jamaica who, you know, th- they've been lacking a little bit the last few years. They, they didn't reach expectations the last couple of years like they should have. Maybe that was part of the issue. But they did a good job last night. It was, you know, it wasn't a clean match. And I'm not going to say that they played overly well because <laughs> they didn't. But they played good enough. And there were times that you were they were impressive. So am I impressed? Are you impressed with Berhalter? You think he's the guy? What do you think? I don't know. I'm still like, I'm not going to drop my wallet on the table and say, he's the man. And if I'm wrong, take it. And if I do that, there's not going to be anything in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, though. Let's keep room for him and let's see what happens. Okay, so there you go. Plenty of content. Uh, we'll get way more in depth, too. I mean, I'm, I really just want to give you the idea of the show, and we'll get a lot of help from some very knowledgeable people um, to, to give you some more in-depth information. But trying to balance the, the show with a little bit of fun as well, and we're going to be adding different segments in as we do them. For example, we used to do this with Beats, Balls, and Bourbon. And a little information about something relative to our opponents that maybe we didn't know. And I became very curious about mountain goats <laughs> when uh, when I saw that mascot. Oh, I, I mentioned mascots. Sorry. But anyway, you know, you talk about learning things. And it's all about learning, isn't it? How about that happy music? Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. Ready? Why don't we learn about mountain goats? Here we go. <laughs> mountain goats are not in the same genus as goats. Did you know that? I didn't know that. In the bovine family, mountain goats are associated with antelopes, gazelles, and cattle. So I guess they're more uh, closely aligned with cows than they are with, I don't know, yaks. <laughs> Native to northwestern North America, mountain goats live in alpine and subalpine environments. In the high altitude environments, sometimes about 13,000 feet, which is twice as high as Colorado Springs. Go figure. They are the largest mammal. The high elevations prote- uh, high elevation protects mountain goats from predators. In the summer, they'll stay above the tree line and migrate to lower elevations in the winter. So they hide by going up. They hide by getting high. Have you ever done that? <laughs> yeah, go saxophone. Anyway, after a day or so of being born, this is crazy. After a day or so of being born, young goats are scrambling around rocks with their mother. What were you doing one day after... Uh, you were born with your mother. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't scrambling around rocks. It took me a few years to get the rock scrambling. Although I just basically pissed her off about it. I was good at that. Did you know that? I bet you didn't. Lastly, just shy of their two-year birthday, you can tell the age of a mountain goat by counting the rings on their horn. Not unlike trees. But I would not recommend that. <laughs> Who wants to go up to a goat and say, Hey... I want to count your horns. Stand still for a second, goat. Or it's not even a goat, it's a mountain goat. Because they're not really goats. But anyway, man, you learned a little something about mountain goats today. I hope you appreciated that. This is, uh, like I said, we want to be informative and we want to do all kinds of neat stuff. So there you go. You know more about mountain goats than you probably have ever known in your life. Unless you're a mountain goatologist. (laughs) There's such a thing. Okay. Another segment. This is going to be a very important one. And we're always going to do this near the end. Like we said, center forward. Why the name center forward? Part of it is having multiple teams 
and talking about all of them with 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 uh, you know not just the local teams but the national teams with some equal content, but also tackling some issues in our community and in the country in general as it relates to our um, our our soccer environment as well. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about, certainly over the last couple of years is trying to have conversations about things that nobody wants to talk about because we, we're so set in our ways and those people over there, they're the bad people and we're the good people and we're righteous and they're evil and both sides do it. And um, I think it's it's important to have objective conversations about some of these issues, not, not choosing sides, but highlighting the pros and cons of each one. I know my buddy Ken Luther, who I care about very much. He's a great guy. He's the first friend I ever made here. Um, I'm... Uh, we've talked about doing something like this for a while, so I, you know, we're going to get him in on this and other stuff as well. Um, you know, Ken's a two-time president of the Coopers, and he's just an all-around great guy. Um, and uh, you know, he and I have some some fairly strong differences on how the world is looked at geopolitically, but we have some commonalities as well. And you know, there was a time you used to be able to talk about this stuff without people wanting to throw things at you. <laughs> I mean, going back to when I was a young guy, there was a bar I used to hang out called Graham's. It was an old man's bar. I used to go there on, during the week if I wanted to go out because I played music. I was always involved doing the marching band, drum corps thing, or playing gigs or whatever. So you're around all this loud music four nights a week, and you're tired. On Monday, I don't want to be around loud music if I want to go out for a beer. I want to go someplace quiet. But let me tell you something. We used to get into some, some, some brawls, <laughs> screaming at each other about politics back in the 80s. And they'd be all done. and be pissed off some name-calling, whatever. And then... Somebody would be like, okay, who's buying? I don't think you can do that today. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. Maybe it's just me. So anyway, that will be a big part of this show, is is talking about some of these things objectively and, and pointing out the pros and cons of everything. And that's a big part of Center Forward, too, because I, I'm telling you right now, we either, we either figure out a way to work out some of this shit or, or we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And I'm talking about in, in our world, in our country specifically. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I love my country. I know that it has issues. I know that there's things that need to be better. You don't have to tell me. But I also love it, and I'm never going to stop loving it. And I'm never going to be embarrassed loving it because I am aware of something that maybe, I don't know. You know, things can be good and bad at the same time, and you can still love it. If you have kids, <laughs> you might know that. Um so that's really important to me, and that's going to be a big part of the show. And hopefully hopefully it'll spur some sort of thought or dialogue in your world as well as it relates to our Louisville soccer scene. So, so there you go. That's pretty much it. Um, that's the content format of the show for now, and uh, it will be more in-depth once we add some folks in. It'll be a little longer. We're going to keep it to an hour. We're not going to do the, the marathons we used to do with Beatballs and Bourbon. There was a reason for that, but we'll keep this as close to 60 minutes as possible. I'm really looking forward to adding folks in. And the people I'm looking to add in are not people that are involved in content right now or have done a lot of work in that area before. It would be nice to bring in some new folks that, you know, really haven't had a chance to to contribute. And if you would like to contribute in some way, let me know. I'll try and fit you in. I can't promise anything, but I can try. And I really like, like that's when we used to do the Beats, Balls, and Burber thing. We used to have three or four supporters come in and hang out for a little while. Much happier times, much more fun, and, and I wouldn't mind. I mean, we can't do that now with this technology. I'm not like I said, this isn't a live deal. But you're more than welcome to join us and and 
and, uh, and add, your, add your voice to this conversation. And one thing we're always going to do at the end of the show is we're going to do a little memory segment and end it on a nice, happy, mellow vibe. Go listen to a little Edward Grieg as we do this. Listen to that. Isn't it nice? Ah, beautiful. This is actually a beautiful piece. So memories, man. How about once a week in these shows, just go back and remember something really nice and really cool about this. And, I, and how about just going back to the very beginning now? When we started this whole thing at that stadium, that <laughs> it was just, man, Slugger Field on a Sunday, it was, whatever it was, Sunday, I'm pretty sure, Saturday, Sunday. I don't remember. I'm getting old. <laughs> freezing weather and watching St. Louis come marching in, you know, and then uh, blessings to Flagman wherever he ended up. <laughs> but man, how, how awesome was that? How many friends have you made since then? How many people have become integral parts of your life because of what's been going on around here? And I'm not even talking so much about the team. I mean, obviously it, revol it revolves around going to matches, going to lose city and racing matches. But man, those relationships matter to, I know I, I have them in my life that they're lifelong friends and people that have been friends of mine or became friends of mine that traveled from outside Louisville to come see matches. And now they're hooked. Um, man, that is not a bad thing. <laughs> and focusing on the decency, the decency and the kindness there's nothing wrong with doing that. I, I sometimes wonder why people, and I'm including myself in this, why we, we opt and choose to jump into cesspools and get into arguments. Look, if you're passionate about something and you, you want to hate on other people, you go nuts. But I'm telling you something. People gravitate to decency. They gravitate to kindness. And I've made plenty of mistakes. We all have. But this Louisville thing is, is great. It is a great gift um, not just for the soccer and not for the stadium and not for the, all the different things that are going on, but for the people that have come and hung out and, and, you know, maybe we need to check that out a little bit more. Maybe we really need to, to, to say to ourselves, okay, I don't know if I totally agree with you about stuff, <laughs> but man, so what? Let's have a beer together. Let's have a laugh together. Let's enjoy it. I love that piano. Just kicking it. It's a big emotional thing, right? So, with that, I hope you've enjoyed this first show. Um, man, look, I'm looking forward to getting back, get my face back into this stuff. It's been a rough year, but things are kicking, getting better. And, uh, whew, this could be good. I wish you all the best. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>